Welcome to the Yours is the Story podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Julia. And I'm Jill. This is a storytelling podcast that entertains, encourages, and points you to Jesus. Guys, we have a guest on the podcast, and she just so happens to be my best friend. Her name is Kaylee. Hi, Kaylee. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so many things I could say to describe her, but okay, I don't know the word for this, but I need to just tell you guys a story because, and Kaylee, maybe you can help me find the word for like whatever characteristic this is but so we (laughs) so we used to live in Kirkland Washington together and there was a grocery store like I'm not kidding you it was literally a two-minute drive from our apartment called Fred Meyer and um Kaylee would every single time she went to Fred Meyer (laughs) she would have to put put it in her phone in the gps to get there and it was literally two minutes down the road jill do you know what fred meyer that is isn't that close to your house i live across the street from the fred meyer i know exactly where that is (laughs) Um, okay yeah yeah (laughs) and that's just like one of my favorite things (laughs) it's called directionally challenged and so (laughs) gps was made for people like me I literally love it. And then also, okay, so since we've moved to Florida, Kaylee has come to visit me twice, once for my baby shower, and then again when my baby Riley was born, and I, it was so funny because before she was coming, I literally, like, had to clean so much i had to well both times like one time i had to clean the fridge and then other time i had to like reorganize like all of riley's like newborn clothes because at this point she was like in the next size up and stuff and i had to like deep clean some things and so literally i kept telling my husband i was like (laughs) i was like okay i'm gonna clean everything today and i was like wait no kaylee's coming next week i'm just gonna wait and have her do everything (laughs) because like not to be cheesy but that's like literally who you are to a t is just you love to serve and you're literally like the most hospitable person i know and so um i just knew that you were gonna like come into my house and do everything i needed to do which is amazing because i do not like organizing at all and she's literally the queen of organization (laughs) i okay when we came for your baby shower I literally remember like helping clean up afterwards and you, everyone was taking pictures with you and you were being so celebrated, which was awesome because it literally got everybody out of the kitchen because your fridge stressed me out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I literally just need you to go do pictures and like be celebrated and be your cute preg yourself because I just wanted to reorganize your fridge. It's literally a problem. This is not normal. I, I own that. So no, I'm I'm gonna send you a picture of what it looks like right now because it needs no, some help. Maybe you should just fly here tomorrow and organize my fridge for me. Yeah, I'll leave my work trip and just fly. That's so sweet. Well, let's just jump jump right into it. Um, Kaylee, I heard you have a great story to tell us today, specifically about you and your husband Neil. Will you tell us the story of your relationship? Yeah. So Honestly, so Neil is from originally from Arkansas in a small town that 
should remain small forever because I just don't like crystal though. It's so tiny. There's literally nothing there <laughs> except his family, which is amazing. But like, it's just what it is. Um, but so <laughs> it's just true. So he flew out to Seattle shortly after high school. And I had just graduated college when I moved out to Seattle. So that's where we met. But we had been there for a year and a half, maybe. And I was a part of an internship at the time with Julia at the church that we were going to. And I swore up and down during my second year of my internship. I was like, I do not feel like I am supposed to be dating. And honestly, my whole dating life, I've I had a really toxic relationship in high school. And so when I broke up with my high school boyfriend, I remember telling God and I was like very new to Christianity at this time. I was very new to like my relationship with Jesus. And I remember telling Jesus, I was like, I do not want to date. This sucks. Like, I don't want to go on like all the awkward first dates. I don't want to like have my resume ready of like why I'd be a good wife. Like that just sounds awful. And I was like, so seriously, God, like do not bring another man into my life until he's my husband. And sure enough, that's exactly what God did. I was single for about seven years after I broke up with my boyfriend. And like I had gone on like one to two dates and I had like a couple of crushes here and there. But I just knew that like these guys were not the best that God had for me. And when I met Neil, it was this like really inopportune time because I really felt this pull to stay single during the second year of my internship just because I – I wasn't sure what God wanted to do, but I knew that he wanted to do a lot in my heart and in my life and just in my perspective of who he was and like his character. And so when Neil started kind of popping up everywhere, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is so not fair. I don't understand. And so I didn't listen to what God had asked me to do, basically. And we had like I guess we were for sure dating, but I was like, I technically can't date because I'm listening to God, which was not true because I was 100% dating Neil. Um, Okay, but and also I need to intervene real quick. They, um, I remember literally the next morning after like you realized you liked him, I was doing my makeup and we were living together at the time and you came into the bathroom and you literally sat on the bathtub and you were like and I just like so specifically remember I was putting on my fake eyelashes and you were like I you were like me and Neil like talked for like a really long time last night and I just like literally will never forget that moment and I just have to say that I remember the second you started like (laughs) so the night that we were talking like first actually had like a real conversation he wasn't even there to see me he was there to see like a couple of our roommates and then I'm so sorry because Sam was the RA at this time like sorry Sam that I broke the rule, <laughs> but <laughs> I like um, Neil stayed over till like 1 a.m. <laughs> we were just talking. So so sorry, I broke the rules. I swear that's not who I am, <laughs> but it was worth it. I married him. So sorry. <laughs> we'll timestamp, and I'll tell him not to listen to that part. <laughs> I just told him to skip it because I don't want to. Be mad. <laughs> we can edit this part out. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but basically, so we were like 
for sure dating, but with just without a label because I was being stubborn and trying to do what God wanted me to do, but not actually doing what he asked me to do, which that's just like, it is what it is, right? But um, there was one night where I think we were about maybe six months into like unofficially, officially dating. And I remember praying because I just felt this pull. uh, And honestly, I really feel like it was just a tug from the Holy Spirit of like, this isn't right. And this isn't the best timing. This could be the best man, but like not the best timing that God had for me for a relationship. And I was so sad, but I just kept praying. And I was like, God, like, I really need you to just speak into this. And sure enough, I'm like literally in prayer and I'm crying. I'm so sad, but I get this like picture in my head that's basically of two hands that are open and the right one is completely empty, like nothing in it except for literally just I felt like it was God's hand. And then in the left hand was everything that I could have ever possibly wanted in my life. It was anything from a career to a marriage, the white picket fence, like everything under the sun. Things that I didn't even know that I deeply desired were in that hand. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak very clearly. And I don't even say that lightly because I know that like for me, that's just a a way that he communicates with me is through pictures and through like dreams and stuff like that. And so when I saw this, I really felt the Holy Spirit tell me, if you trust what I have, if you give all of this that's in the left hand to me and lean into what I have in the empty hand, I will take care of everything and you will fall more in love with me in the process. And just that language that he was really speaking to, just the verbiage he was using, I felt so connected to because he had spoken to me those things before even moving to Seattle, that if I leaned into what he had for me, I'd fall more in love with him and I'd see who he really was, which is all I really wanted in my life. And so I was so annoyed after seeing that image. And I was like, this is not what I ever expected, but I knew I had to listen to it. And so when that next day I text Neil that morning and I was like, hey, I really need to talk to you. Can you meet up? So we went to Mod Pizza. He made fun of me because I put pineapple on my pizza. And then I broke up with him. And so I was like, like, well, I mean, obviously it was a lot more of a serious conversation than that. I had told him that like my whole dream and, and just what I really felt like God was saying. And I was nervous that he was going to think that it was me pulling like the God card of like, well, God told me to break up with you when like legitimately what happened, but I didn't want him to feel like I didn't like care about him or I didn't take him seriously. But I knew, I knew that by me saying like, I needed to follow what the Holy Spirit was telling me during that dream that it could potentially mean like me not ever having him. And that just, hurt so bad but I just knew I needed to lean into it and that also meant that I couldn't talk to him I couldn't text him I like avoided him at church we went to the same church so literally I would see him around the corner and I'd run the opposite way because I was like I can't talk to you I can't look at you like if if he was even in this vicinity I knew that I wasn't gonna listen and I wasn't gonna follow the best thing that God had for me in that season season of my life and so 
I basically didn't talk to him for about like three to four months. Like I didn't text him. I didn't, I like ran into him maybe a couple times at church. Um, but I tried to keep it like a five minute conversation if that, and it was like really awkward. Cause we were just like, what are like, obviously I still care about you, but I'm trying to do this. And, but yeah, like during that three to four months that we had called things off, God radically changed. And, and I don't even mean that like, like I legitimately think that the whole trajectory of my relationship with Jesus changed in that three to four months, simply because I really did find such an assurance of no matter what I deeply want in life, that God's always just going to be greater than that. And he is always going to be the thing that I want more than anything else in the world, including my now husband. And I just remember falling so in love with Jesus and so in love with his simplicity and his faithfulness and how I really did believe that he was just going to work everything together for good and that he had my best interest and that he took what I wanted into consideration, but that he was going to give me what he knew was best for me. And I remember in that time praying like, God, I didn't stay single for seven years to settle for anything but the best you have. And so I remember um, at our intern graduation, I felt like that season of my life was kind of coming to a close with at least like the being single part of my life, which is funny because it only took like three to four months, but whatever God's time, God's timing was just right. And Neil showed up to our intern, our intern graduation with this like giant bouquet of like pink peonies, which are my favorite flower Mm -hmm. in my favorite color. And he brought them to me and I was just holding them. I didn't, I literally did not know what to do because that was so bold of him. Bold. So bold. And he literally, he handed them to me. He hugged me and he whispered in my ear that day, I love you. And whatever time you need, like, he's like, I'll wait. It's fine. My jaw has dropped. That (laughs) is crazy. (laughs) It is. It was nuts. And I mean, it's so cool too, just because it's like, Neil was so bold to do all of that. But I had prayed during that seven years that I would find a man who would pursue the things of God with me and mm-hmm. that honestly like his love for Jesus and his relationship with Jesus would supersede our relationship mm-hmm. and the fact that Neil was even willing to put whatever I needed to work out with God or whatever God needed to do in my heart before his own wants and desires I was like I know that this man is somebody clearly that's supposed to be in my life but this is a man that like God's really created for me and I just I mean obviously I could like pop off about how great he is in every other area but for me just him like being that bold and saying like whatever you need like I'm just I'll be here waiting and for him to even say like be faithful in that waiting process and waiting for me to like and wait and waiting for God's timing and being so loyal even in that when like he wasn't even guaranteed me at the end of it and Mm -hmm. I just, it made me just respect him so much more and respect his relationship with Jesus so much more than I could have ever, I think than I ever really thought could be possible. Wow. I, so yeah, I literally remember that day perfectly. 
also that like that was the day that I because Sam and I were like keeping which um for everyone listening Sam and Neil and this is so cool too so Sam and Neil are besties and literally before like like backtrack before Kaylee like hung out with Neil like before I started dating Sam one time we were like in her room and we prayed and we like we were literally praying we're like (laughs) We were just like, Jesus, like, please, like, let us marry best friends. He was so faithful for that. I know. But that graduation day was, um, so Sam and I were, like, kind of keeping, not, like, to be weird, but we were just, like, very low-key about when we were, like, talking. So not a lot of people knew. And then that was the day that I put him on my feed. (laughs) Like, and I was like... (laughs) <laughs> and I was like introducing my boyfriend to the the insta feeder like something like that but anyway so I but I do remember I just remember when and that was the thing too I was since like nobody knew about Sam and I when he was like walking up to us like he was standing with Neil with the flowers and I remember like one being like so shook that I was like, okay, people are going to like see Sam and Cammy Flowers and like, no, we're dating. And then also (laughs) seeing Neil with the flowers, like, I just remember looking at that and obviously I knew everything you were walking through and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? So, (laughs) so tell us what happened next. Uh, How did you guys back together? So the next day after he said that, I just, I, and honestly, I, when he said, I love you, I literally didn't say it back. I just was shook. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, which now looking back, I'm like, God, I was so mean. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Because um, obviously I cared about him. But that next morning, we I texted him right after our intern graduation. And we made plans for breakfast. And we went to, um, oh, shoot, the Commons. And we were just talking. And we're talking. <laughs> no. Wait, is it not around anymore? No, but it's probably Pablo now, which is the same ownership, but it's really good tacos. Yeah. Ooh, that's fun. Okay, we're going to go the next time we go to Seattle. Oh, yeah. I'll take you. Okay. Um, So we were at the Commons, and we were just talking about, honestly, the three to four months that we had a break, and I was telling him everything that I was learning about who Jesus was and who Jesus is in my life, and I... I mean, he straight up told me, he was like, I want to date you. He's like, I want to be with you. You're the only one I want to be with. And I was like, well, I need to be your friend first. (laughs) So this poor guy's waited like four months for me to just get my ish together. And then I once again break his heart at breakfast and tell him I'm not going to date you until you're my friend. Yeah, you're like, let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, so literally. And you know what? He like left and he was – I don't think he was like that thrilled with the conversation, um, clearly, <laughs> but <laughs> that night I called him and I was like, hey, I think we need to clarify a few things and just explained my heart behind it. And I had changed so much in that four months that I really didn't think that I knew him the same way. And I don't genuinely don't think he knew me the same way. And so I really wanted to see if we were even going to still be friends. Mm-hmm. And so for about two months after that, we hung out all the time. We went on hikes together. We just did like random things together. We would go to the grocery store together, just like things, random things that I would do with my friends. We went and played soccer a couple times. We, um, I think we went to the zoo. We like did a few road trips, like 
we just hung out and it was so sweet because it was the same man that I felt I really did fall in love with that four months ago. Mm-hmm. And then basically there was a moment kind of after that where I was like, okay, like I really do care about this person. I love this man and I do want to be his girlfriend, but I was like, God, I really need to see a few things. Like if this is somebody that's going to be in my life, like I told, I told you seven years ago, I didn't want to just date. I wanted to have my husband, the next Mm -hmm. man that came into my life. And I was like, but if he's going to be my husband, like I really do need to see, like I said, five very specific things in that prayer. And Neil and I were meeting that afternoon um, at Tawanita Beach Park. And so he was going to counseling at the time. And so when I met up with him, I had literally just prayed the prayer of like, God, if this is the man that's supposed to be in my life forever, like I'm going to need to see these five things. At this point, I don't really care how long it takes to see those five things. I just need to see those five things. That's it. (laughs) And when I met him down at the beach or at the park, like on the dock, he was, I asked him, I was like, oh, like, how's your day? And he was like, well, good. I went to counseling. And he's like, I really want to kind of share with you what I learned. And I was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a sucker for vulnerability. So like, give me all the like emotional deep chats and I am in. Mm-hmm. And that is like my love language. And so I'm like, yes, like, great. This is good. This is so great for our relationship. And then he said, um, with my counselor, I went over like what of core what are like my core values in life and he started listing them off and he lists the exact same five that I prayed for no I'm not even kidding like the five things that I needed to see in him in order to just be so assured that like this is somebody that God had brought into my life for the long run um he had listed he was like well I talked about my five core values and all of them are rooted in Jesus and then he listed them like one right after the other, like to a T specific verbiage that I had prayed. Like I had never talked to him about these things. We really hadn't talked about like the future, like us seeing a future marriage together. Even it was more like we just really loved hanging out with each other. And so when he mentioned those five core values, I was like, this man's my husband, like I'm in. And then he waited maybe like three weeks later and asked me to be his girlfriend and then from there it was just one thing after another and now we're married living in arkansas with a baby so like worked out are you willing to share what those five core values were or do you remember them yeah so actually um when neil and i decided to become boyfriend girlfriend we talked about create like having individual like core values and then when we got married we were like, okay, well now we're a family. So we're going to create mm-hmm. five core values. And then when Jude was born, we have now implemented that with like, well, mm-hmm. now he's our family. So now our, our family values change. And when we eventually have more kids, if we're lucky enough to have more kids, then like we'll change our values with each one. But I needed to see that he was generous mm-hmm. just with his life, with his time, with his words, with his finances. Um, I wanted to see that he loved Jesus, obviously, but like was willing to take time and spend with him. And like, I really needed Mm -hmm. to see that he was going to put Jesus above me and that Mm -hmm. I wasn't just like his avenue to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, I needed to see that 
he loved the church and like, yes, he worked at the church at that time, but I just wanted to see that he like was willing to serve the church Mm -hmm. um, in whatever way that that looked. Because obviously like I just saw us like being in ministry together and that was just like, we're going to serve the church. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. What were the other two things? There's two other things, but like those are a couple of them. Um, our, like I said, our values have changed over time now that we're like married and like have a baby. So yeah. it, but at that time, like those five, I remember it was five specific things. I'm sure they're in a journal somewhere, but yeah. So cool. I love that. I also went to the comments with David when we first started talking and he told me he liked me and I didn't say it back. <laughs> and so and I guess it's a place for breakups and not getting together. So it's a good thing that place is out of business now because um, <laughs> breakups happen there or non-love connections. But um, okay. And I have a fun question too, because at the very beginning you were talking about Neil was popping up everywhere and I'm so yeah. curious to hear how he was popping up was he just like blowing up your phone or was it like he was literally just at all the events you were at or what do you mean so, by that? yeah he was at all the events we were at but I kind of like narrowed that down because we were a part of the intern program together and like in the same church community yeah but then it was like he was moving a couch into our apartment randomly that I didn't even know about and I was the RA and huh. then he was hanging out more and more with one of our other roommates and they would like go ride bikes around the apartment complex and I would just like randomly go on a walk that day and run into them. Hmm. Or he came over and like helped hang shelves in Julia's room. And I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And so just like random stuff like that. And I was like, what the heck? And then when he had to come over that night and we, he stayed till 1am that next day, I actually like slid into his DMs. (laughs) Because I was just like, look, you aren't going to, like, just not talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember what you said? Um, Okay, so he actually, so there's a couple at our church, Kylene Kramer, and they had their dog. And so it was a picture of him with their dog. And so I commented on it. I was like, yes, perfect timing. Like, it's not weird if I comment on the dog. (laughs) Wait, that's actually so smart. (laughs) smart. Like, I'm just a dog lover. (laughs) I know. He was like, he literally just posted a picture like on his stories. And so I slid in and I was like, oh my God, I love their dog. I literally met their dog like one time. (laughs) This is my in, like I'm a dog person. It's perfect. So for people listening, I'm sure there's someone listening right now that is maybe like going through a breakup or recently just got out of a relationship or even like relationship aside, maybe feels like a tug on their heart that like God's asking them to like lay down Mm -hmm. some things in their life. And so I guess if you could encourage them, what would you say about just like I guess like if you had a couple sentences or something like you could encourage them with um I would probably say like it's okay to say that you want those things out loud Mm -hmm. especially to God like he's such a safe place and I think sometimes especially if you're single I know when I was single I would sometimes feel crazy if I said I wanted to be a wife or that like I desire to be married because there is the stigma that like you're just supposed to enjoy your single season and that's it. 
Um, but there is that deep rooted, like gut feeling of like, no, like I really do want to be married and I want to have that person. And I want to have that companionship and, um, to fall in love and like all the things. Right. And so yeah. it's okay to say all that out loud, but at the end of the day, like you, you genuinely do want to wait for God's best for you. Cause if you settle for anything less than that, then like that time that you would have waited or that time that you were spent, doing something else was wasted and that I mean it wasn't wasted but it was just it wasn't it's not gonna fulfill you like my husband doesn't fulfill me but like Jesus fulfills me and I know that at the end of this like at the end of that seven years like Neil genuinely was such a gift and so I think like go ahead say that all the things you want out loud like God loves those things God cares about those things but also he's gonna he's going to give you his best even if it means like waiting and trust me like you want to wait for God's best for you mm-hmm. because the aftermath of it his faithfulness and it the, th- the good things that do come out of that is just so worth it and it's so much sweeter than if I would have settled for some random crush that cussed a lot you know what I mean like it just yeah. wouldn't have been yeah. the same it wouldn't have been Neil and we wouldn't have had the life that we have together yeah that's really, really beautiful and so encouraging to hear, especially for those who like feel like they're supposed to give something up, you know, that if you like God will reward you with his best, you know, if, and yeah. all we have to do is just trust him. And that's what he wants to do. Like as our, so cheesy as our father, you know, but he, yeah. that's what he wants to do. He yeah. wants to give us the best and we just have to trust that he's going to. Yeah. It's, it's cool too, to see, you know, yes. And like, yeah, I waited seven years and like, that's fine. But I've also seen the fruit of that in my current, like every day now. Mm-hmm. Cause like there is times like now we have a kid and like your whole life changes when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. And so even just seeing that there's just areas of my life, even now that I'm like, Oh God, like that's what you were almost preparing my heart for is so that I could willingly be like, okay, like I'm going to give this up because I know that this is the best that God has for us, or this is the best for my son, or this, it makes like the, like being diligent in the waiting almost sanctifies us for our later decisions that we have to be able to say, yes, I'm going to wait on that too, which is just, it's beautiful that God even is so kind to do that with us early on. Thanks for listening to the Yours is the Story podcast. We really want to hear stories from you. You can email us at yoursthestory at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. We'll see you next time.